0: That sound you hear are a bunch of birds that are along these giant elm trees on 12th Street. In 2016, I walked along the same street with a young lady that I had began seeing very shortly um, in Nevada County. And the romance developed super, super quickly. And the next thing I knew, I felt like I was head over heels in love with her. And one night, while walking along this same street, After we talked multiple times, about a month into our relationship, I decided that, hey, this person, this one person that I felt this very strong connection to, was probably the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. So I asked her to marry me, and weirdly enough, she said yes. So right now I'm at Jackson and 14th, which is pretty much the exact spot where Carissa said yes to marrying me, which is romantically located adjacent to a 24-hour McDonald's. (laughs) So when it comes to being super romantic... I'm definitely getting it done. Well, let's back up. Like, how did this all happen? Like, where did I get to a point where I felt like I could randomly ask somebody that was potentially almost a stranger to marry me and why did I think I was in love with them? And where did that all come from? So it all came together because about three years prior to this exact moment right now, April 4th, um, I had rolled out of a relationship that I'd been in that I think uh, ultimately had been intense, difficult, and in some ways, in my direction, sort of abusive. And uh, really challenging. And to be honest, I spent the next year after that all the way until April 2016 sort of recovering from it and trying to sort out like who I was and what I wanted and how to live. And that was difficult. And I wasn't sure if I was ready to date again, or if I wanted to, and then right after going to SCA for the first time, which is Specialty Coffee Association, uh, their big expo, I ended up back for a week in Nevada County, sort of detoxing, taking time off, and just about to start a new chapter in my life where I was going to become a coffee trainer for Blue Bottle Coffee Company, and then, while doing that, I ran into this person that I hadn't seen in a super long time, since one of my best friend's funerals, and I connected with them on a super deep level, and uh, we ended up like kind of hanging out a few times, and then shortly afterwards, she came down to visit me. She was, like, living in Portland at the time, and for me at that moment, she sort of represented everything I wanted for myself in a partnership, like, somebody who was uh, very self-identified and really strong and willful and also considerate, and fun, and very present, and beautiful, and talented, and also passionate and interested in music, and she was showing up in my life, and I needed somebody to be present and showing up in my life and show me care because I was so fragile. probably important to point out that in our partnership like one of the huge connecting points was our shared loss of this friend of mine who to be honest like if if anybody you know like I I wish for the world that like I could introduce people to Connor still to this day because he's still one of the greatest people I've ever known and finding somebody else that I could love that also like shared and held that person like in the esteem that I did and could feel his weight in the world and still felt his loss and still loved his presence was like i think a big connecting point for both of us and i'm going to say just going to go out on a limb and actually say that uh perhaps just perhaps Grief is not a great basis. Or let me let me restate that. Shared grief is not a great basis for a romantic relationship. And yet there I was in this thing with this person. Like we'd already said, hey, let's get married. And things were already moving forward, and I was already spending every moment of my life sort of (coughs) showing up uh, to this other person's life and we were constantly on the phone with each other, constantly texting and just all the time I was just flying out every other week uh, to go visit her in Portland and just like man I was ready for this life but the The grounds that I was building it on was was like this idea that this other person was ready for this life with me too, and that the way that she had showed up in the beginning was who she was going to be through the relationship. Um, Unfortunately, that wasn't really like how everything worked out. So what ended up happening was that my fiancé at the time, myself, my co-founder Colin, and his partner at the time, Mariana, all of us loaded up in this uh, rented van, and we went and decided to pitch our little tiny coffee company, Rhetoric Coffee, uh, at this Tilted Earth Music and Wine Festival in Cottonwood, Arizona. So we went out there, set it all up, had a really, really great time, and that was like in June. And everything was like really romantic, but it was like a lot of work and a lot of driving and like a lot of stress, and everybody was sort of like worn thin by the end of it, including myself and uh, Carissa at the time. And I think that for Carissa, that was sort of like a breaking point because she'd already spent a big portion of her life sort of sacrificing her own uh, personal energy on a partner. And I think what she saw in that was potentially doing the same thing in service of, like, this company that I was growing. And though that was not, like, my intention or my desire, she still ended up coming along for the ride and being a big part of, like, the support piece that was there. And in some ways, it makes sense that she was scared. And there is, like, clear reason for, like, what happened next. So what came next was that I had gotten home after that, made it through the next week, and then we... Went through, and this was after we had picked rings out and were having them crafted. But I, I had come home, burned through the next week, roasted some coffee, got ready to go to the next festival thing, uh, went up to that festival thing, did another festival with Reddick, but this time all on my own. and. Ran into one of uh, Carissa's friends, and had like talked about this future life that I thought I was going to have. And then shortly after that, in July, uh, Carissa basically like asked for some space, and then I sort of clarified about what that space meant. And then she was like, yeah, we'll talk in like a week. And eventually we did, but in that conversation, it was sort of like a really quick spiraling thing where she told me about how great her week was, like what was going on, asked me about mine, and we talked, it was like a normal conversation and everything was normal and we were like in love. And then at the very end, she sort of was like, also, I don't think I wanna move down and move in with you. Also, I don't think I wanna get married. Also, I don't think I wanna date you anymore. Let's not talk for a while. And then we hung up. So after that, it was pretty much... Radio silence. For the next couple weeks. That's right. I'd been Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze. I'd been ghosted. I mean, holy sh... Wait a second. I've been ghosted. Like, it built up this entire relationship between the two of us and also legitimately in my head. But, wow. This was the first time I'd ever had somebody just full-on pull the rug out from under me and just, like, pack up all communication and disappear. And to be real, for anybody else that's ever happened to, it's extremely hard to deal with. And fucks you up. Like, really. But wait. Hold on. What about after that? Well, to be honest, now that it's been a few years, I can say I had a really healthy reaction to all of it. And I, instead of spiraling out, getting drunk, getting into drugs and sort of like turning into a complete fucking stopping mess, I started running I spent more time doing exercise and I went to therapy and it helped a lot. But did it make the damage that being ghosted do go away? And no it didn't. I, I didn't I didn't initially heal from that and then I and I took all of that fear and terror from like completely opening myself up to somebody and having them reject me completely <laughs> um, into my next relationship. Which is a totally different story, but, oh man, it was a hot mess. And ultimately, like, I recovered from all of it, but, you know, I kind of had to just do a lot of work to get through it. So my question to you, the listener, is, hey, were you ever ghosted? What was it like? How was your experience? And... Did it leave as many scars in you as it did me?